Welcome to Heritage Fellowship's Sermon of the Week. We hope you're encouraged and challenged as we study the Word of God together. Before Kara comes to share with us this morning, and for those of you that are visiting, we are uh, in a series on the book of Matthew, taking it a chapter at a time, actually a few verses at a time, actually one verse at a time, so... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, last week, uh, I did blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown or receive mercy. So, before Kara comes, I need to just add uh, one thing. I did not have time to get to it last week, and I knew I would get some text messages and emails and phone calls, and I did. And it had to do with... When is it appropriate to be merciful, and when is it not appropriate to be merciful? It's like, is there a time that you just don't show mercy? And uh, so, I did not have time to deal with that last week, so in just a few moments here, uh, I want to just give you my thoughts on that, hopefully the Holy Spirit thoughts. Uh, No. <laughs> we'll save that for Sanders family night. <laughs> so I don't think the question is so much when is it appropriate to be merciful and appropriate not to be merciful. That's not the right question. So at the end, we'll sort of say what that actually looks like. But mercy is compassion in action. And mercy is not a respecter of persons. Uh, these are some things we talked about last week. Uh, it's simply compassion in action. It's not a respecter of persons. We show mercy to whomever. Uh, mercy is not contingent upon convenience. And mercy often has a price tag to it. And so, mercy is when in action, it is the external expression of Christ within us, but is, it is also the internal expression of Christ in us. That's when we feel something for others. It's Christ feeling in us and being compassionate in us and so we actually have the feelings of Christ towards someone. And uh, we were at a restaurant the other night, and the waiter, young guy, and he just, you could tell he was stressed. And, and he first thing he says, we were a group of, I don't know, eight, ten people. And uh, he said, I just did a group of 15. And he was just wore out and was not doing well. And uh, he was tired and... Uh, so as, as it went on, and at the end, he just stood by our table, and what's he waiting on? He was waiting on Jonathan to give him back his pen where he signed the receipt, and then discovered that this place does not provide pens for their waiters. They have to buy their own pens, and then they lose a lot of pens because people keep them. <laughs> and... Uh, but then he said something. He said, you all have been good to, 
to wait on or something like that. And when he said that, I knew his, it was more than he was just exhausted because they had a busy Friday Christmas shopping night with people there. So after we left, as we're getting ready to leave, I went over and I said, what's your name? I know your first name is this, but what's your last name? He told me. And I said, are you on Facebook? He said, yes. I said, I'll meet you there. So uh, I messaged him and, uh, and just shared a word with him. And I said, I don't think you were just exhausted. I think you had been attacked. I think you had some customers who weren't very pleasant to you, and you were carrying a lot of hurt. And, uh, and he said, he texted me back, said, thank you so much. I so needed your word, and yes, you're right. So his, his character, his ability to serve people uh, was attacked because they weren't pleased with the service. And so it was an opportunity through Facebook for me to express compassion to this young man. Now, the funny thing was, when I Facebooked him, I Facebooked the wrong person with the same name. <laughs> you know how that goes. Well, this person, who was the wrong person, messaged me back and said, wow, what an encouraging message to some young man. <laughs> And uh, it's like, I hope you find him because I appreciated the message. <laughs> well, then I had to stalk him to find out who he was. <laughs> Found him on YouTube. He's a recording artist. He, he, records, <laughs> he records rhythm beats. It's all just beats, just rhythm. And uh, so I messaged him back and said, is this you on YouTube with all this beat stuff? And he texts back and messages back, yes, that's me. And uh, so now we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> so I was, you're just showing mercy to people, and that's a good thing. Uh, so mercy is the character quality of Jesus within us that flows from us to assist in alleviating the pain, the sorrow, the distress, and the misfortune of others. Mercy listens to the Holy Spirit because it's really not our mercy. It's the mercy of Jesus. And so we need to know how Jesus is going to show mercy in this setting. So we listen, and then we act. We help according to the wisdom that the Holy Spirit gives us with the mercy that's flowing uh, of Christ from us to others. Now, what mercy is not, and this is, I think, what most everybody's asking, mercy is not an enabler. Mercy does not uh, buy drug addicts drugs. Mercy does not give our children, especially when they're young, free reign to do whatever they want to do. Mercy provides order, boundaries, discipline. That's merciful. Mercy is not about being consumed by another person's addictions or constant mistakes and wrong decisions. Mercy is strong enough to allow another person to suffer the consequences of their actions. 
rather than enabling them to continue in those actions. Enablers protect persons from consequences. The enabled person, if, if the enabler is protecting the person from consequences, then the enabled person begins to develop this sense of entitlement. You owe me this. And then the enabler feels exploited. And then because they feel exploited, it's like, I've got to get out of this. And they start to back up from the enabling. And then the one who is enabled begins to be more vocal, more demanding, more pressure for you to still enable. And then the fruit of all that is resentment on both sides and carrying that resentment. And so that's not mercy. Mercy is not an enabler. Mercy will do the hard thing and will not guard the person from consequences. We know that we're enabling if we're making excuses for another person, if we say just one more time, if we get into threatening and repeating and, uh, and change never happens, we get into avoidance, trying to avoid the person or avoid others. Uh, we become financially drained because they are draining our finances because we're enabling. And uh, we believe every time they promise to do better. But somewhere, mercy has to go into action and we stop enabling. Before Peg and I were married, I had a, he was 16 when he, I took him in, a foster child. At 17, after some time with me, I discovered he was selling drugs at the high school. And, uh, and I had a zero tolerance policy. And, uh, and I had given him the chance to, he was in juvenile court and I took him and was giving him this chance. It was mercy in action. But mercy also went into action when I knew that he was selling drugs, caught him. I immediately called the police because I knew he wouldn't voluntarily go with me to the jail. And so I called the police to come to my house to get him. I took him to jail. And uh, because I knew all the policemen, I said, I would like to lock him up. And so I took him down to the jail part, opened the jail door, shut the jail door, and locked it. And that was a loud lock. And him screaming, I promise I'll stop. I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. And I said, I'm sorry, but this is God's grace on you. This is the best thing I can do for you. And uh, he went into juvenile detention for a year and then uh, met him five years later. And everybody was concerned that he and I were going to meet, not knowing how he felt about me, locking him up. But five years later, we met, and he said, thank you. That was the best thing you could have done for me. So mercy and all its compassion can do the hard thing. So replace misunderstood mercy with the understanding that mercy is compassion in action, but sometimes that compassion is letting another face the consequences of where they are in their actions. 
And so, Father, I just pray for all of us here this morning that we would be merciful people reaching out to others with great compassion when we see people in need, and uh, whether we know them or not know them. And so, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity we are given just to love others and express your compassion to them. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Please join us online at heritagefellowship.us or in person in Jefferson City, Tennessee, as we encounter God, touch lives, and impact nations.